Okay, we're live. Hi everyone, we are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie. We are two moms living in the before and after of child loss. Join us in this journey as we share our stories of not only loss, but how life after loss can still be full of beauty, love, hope, and joy. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on when we post a new video. Bye. Hey everyone, we are from Flowers and Red Feathers. I'm Stephanie. Hi, and I'm Christina. Thanks for joining us today. Today is a special podcast episode for us. We are doing another interview, part of our interview series. And today we have Kendra Rinaldi, who is another fellow podcaster. And her podcast is called Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between. Um, so we'll give you a little backstory and then we're going to um, ask Kendra some questions. So Kendra is, um, well, she is a fellow griever. She lost her sister uh, who was 19 years old when she was 21. And then four years ago, she also lost her mother to pancreatic cancer. So she is all too familiar with grief and since has decided to start her own podcast, which started last March. So almost a year into it now. And she is definitely more of a pro than we are. <laughs> but we're so thankful to have her with us today and um, get some insight because she's interviewed not just uh, great parents, but spouses, friends, um, and uh, anybody really in their grief journey. So we're really thankful to have her insight today. So um, Kendra, thanks for yeah being here. And do you want to just start Thank by telling you. us a little bit about yourself and why you started your podcast? Absolutely. Thank you both so much for having me, by the way. And I feel like the stuffing on it. Oreo, like Oreo. I like right sandwich between the two of you guys. <laughs> I, like I, totally. I like <laughs> the little stuff. So uh, a double, double, what is it? Double, double stuffed stuff. Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, love it. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. And I'm also just so grateful that you guys are doing similar work than what I do. do. And it's so funny because when I started doing the podcast, it was because I was seeing that there was a need for this. And therefore, I created it. But I did not know how many people also were doing the same thing. So as I started doing the podcast is that I'm seeing, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a common thread. There's several of us that are wanting to have these open conversations about grief. And, um, and I love it. I just I love the community that I've been able to to meet and the people I've been able to meet. So a little bit about myself. You shared a little bit about my grief journey. So um, are you hearing an echo or is it okay right now? I don't hear it. So, um, so a little, you shared a little bit about my grief journey. So yes, my sister passed away in two, uh, 1996. Uh, I was 21. She died in a car accident. So I've experienced sudden death. And then um, 10 years after that, I actually had a miscarriage. And that was in my first pregnancy was a miscarriage. So I experienced that type of loss. Um, as well. And that was, I, I would have not imagined uh, what that, that some being able to grieve somebody that I didn't even know would hurt so bad, so much. Um, yeah. So that was in um, 2006. And then in 2016, my mom passed away from pancreatic cancer. So 
Um, and that was a slow process, but short to some extent as well. So I've experienced just the different types of grief. So in my journey of why it is I created, that was that the question you asked me? Why I created um, the podcast or a little bit about yeah. Yeah, why you started the podcast, yeah. So yeah, so why I started the podcast was more like, I was already being a grief facilitator uh, for a nonprofit organization, and I was hearing all these different stories of people and their grief journey. And in my own journey, realizing that when somebody has tools to navigate grief, it just makes it a little bit easier. It's like, going to the beach and making sure you have the surfboard if by chance there's a tide and you need to hop on that wave, you know, like it's just a tool. It doesn't mean that there's not gonna be waves, you just have the tools to navigate through them. And one of the things that I would see was a common thread in the people that I either see in the facilitating group or just even between my friends and my family was that's, those that had something to hold on to, like faith, um, some type of belief, had an easier time navigating that grief. So my curiosity kind of came in as well, of like just wondering, like I wonder what different people with different beliefs and backgrounds and different types of grief, how they navigate their grief. So that was one of the reasons I started the podcast, was my own curiosity, as well as providing a tool for somebody else that was going through a grieving journey. Okay, and have you found that people that you have interviewed um, on your own podcast have listened to other podcasts and found tools like that? Yes, yeah, like I believe that a lot of times when people find a podcast, they were kind of just jumped around. So either mm -hmm. people find it in podcasts or in YouTube videos that they see or books. Um, I think one of the biggest tools has definitely been people having a community, friends, family. That's one of the biggest tools I see in common people having. And I think that when they reach out to either find a podcast or find another community of people that have experienced a similar loss is because they're needing that relatability. Somebody else that has gone through something similar as they have to be able to say like, oh, okay. This is normal. It's normal yes. for me to be, you know, feeling this way. Like, you know, so because it's like even within your friends and family, sometimes even if you're experiencing the same grief, you're all experiencing different. So you may feel like, oh, am I the only one that is feeling like this way and feeling so like submerged in my grief? But then when you hear somebody else's story, right. they were also very submerged in their grief. Then you're like, oh, okay, okay. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm right. Not crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I don't know much about Stephanie and I's story, but we didn't really um, have anybody. We didn't have community at first besides each other. And so that's how we, that's one of the reasons why we started Sunflowers and Red Feathers is because we found that community in each other and really bonded over our grief. Uh, as friends and so I totally understand what you're saying and if you don't have that if you don't know somebody else who's in the same situation that can be really hard for you yeah. I lost my mom when I was 21 I was in college and so I didn't know anyone else that didn't have a mom at the time and I went into a dark place there this like would have been really helpful for me so I love the work that you're doing that's great 
Ditto, now- ditto to you guys. <laughs> yeah. And I feel that there's that relatability, right? Like when people are listening to your podcast or listening to mine, because we've gone through it as well at some type of shape or form of grief, even if it's not the same type as the listener. Um, again, they they can relate to it and and like not, we're not just like scientists or psychologists kind of like stating you go through this stage and this stage and like right. all these facts and like really feeling it. And I think that that's what makes it a little different to have these type of platforms. Oh, yeah. definitely. I mean, I went to school for grief counseling. And so I went oh. after my mom. Yeah, after my mom passed away, I was going to be a grief counselor. I worked for hospice. I knew all those stages. I knew what grief was, right? And then I lost my kid. And all that went out the window completely because none of that was relevant. There's no steps to grief when it comes to any of this, really. <laughs> so. Stephanie, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that, that you had studied grief counseling. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that until I started having babies. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Um, But have you ever interviewed a bereaved parent before in your podcast? Yeah, several, yeah. So in the, 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 yeah, I've, I've released about 40 something episodes, but interviewed, I mean, I have a few episodes I haven't released yet. Oh my gosh, there's more, at, at least I've interviewed, I don't know, six bereaved parents probably or so, oh, wow. at least I think. I'd have to probably look through my, go like this and scroll. Yeah, so no, there have been several bereaved parents I've interviewed. Well, okay. since our, our podcast is mo- mostly mainly for um, bereaved parents, how do you feel that a bereaved parent's grief has been either the same or different than other losses such as siblings or parents? So I'm going to say this right now, not as a podcast host, but as a a grief facilitator. The organization I facilitate in is a nonprofit organization, and we we actually separate each group by the type of loss. And um, but I happen to have the group that is Spanish speakers, and therefore in that group of adults is all the types of grief within it instead of separated. So I have already been navigating the journey of uh, facilitating when people are talking, when they have different grief, grief, uh, you know, death of a child or death of a spouse and or a friend. And one of the things that um, that I'm kind of always making sure that the people that are sharing know is that all their grief is. That, that you can't put a category into it. It's like, oh, mine is bigger than yours. There right. could be somebody no. that lost their dog and that for them is like, there could be somebody that lost their dog and that is like the biggest loss ever they've had in their life. So I don't right. like to put a comparison of that based on who, who died. Um, it has to do with the individual. So that's that's the main thing I notice. It has to do is with the person themselves and their own tools and their own, yeah, the, just their own experience with grief, even just in the past. I, I totally agree, Christina, and I talk about that a lot. There's no way that you can compare somebody's hard to our hard. Like, your grief is your grief. You own that, you know? There's no way you can compare that. So I totally get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in your in your podcast, it's titled... All right, I'm going to look again really quick. 
It's titled Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between. Tell us why you want to focus mostly on the gratitude part of it. This is something Christina and I want to focus on joy and hope throughout our podcast. And we love that you have gratitude in there. Tell us more about that. It just may, even just you sharing that what you guys like to focus on is joy and hope. You know, it's still like I get emotional just even hearing those words because especially knowing what you've experienced and just so recently, um, that I really feel that is the key is just how do we switch and focus on something else and it just in order to kind of bring, um, a, I don't know, balance, I don't like that word, but just to kind of, just kind of shift it a little bit one way so mm -hmm. that the other one doesn't weigh so hard on us, so heavy on us, because it's going to weigh it anyway, right? It's going to be painful our grief is so painful and therefore if we start like kind of pointing the light and putting the focus on the joy that there is in our life in the gratitude component of it it just makes it just a little bit less painful that is really why I like to put put it that way and honestly too the other thing is that I believe that from every experience we go through and even particularly, probably mostly even the hard ones, we grow, we grow. And in that growth, there's learning. And in that learning, there's aspects of gratitude. So that is kind of what I kind of see in this journey of grief is that there's gratitude because there's been growth in that process of this hard thing we've gone through. And that gray in between is a big part of it too. That the yuck, you know, yeah. the yucky feeling, the not wanting to get out of bed, the, <laughs> the, the no, feeling, I can definitely you know. understand. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I'm glad that we asked that question because, like you said, it's really hard to find joy, hope, gratitude in grief. Like, especially in the beginning, people, I remember the very first time that I laughed after Mason died, I felt so horrible. Like, how am I even able to have any joy at all after my child just died? And I felt, um, I don't know what the right word is, like but guilty, guilty. The word yes. guilty, guilty comes to exactly. mind when you just said it. Yeah. You feel guilty for being able to find joy. And then that, then you have this like gray in between phase where you're like a little bit sad, a little bit happy. And, and then finally you have to just make the decision, you know, for you, it was finding gratitude in the journey. And for us, it's, being able to help people find a hope and then learning to be joyful through that. And so, yeah, we obviously have our, our gray days that are probably more than there are <laughs> hopeful and joyful, but um, that's part of the journey. And, and we made a decision to start our podcast and talk about our journey and hope that we can help other people to find hope and joy. So um we really appreciate what you do as well. Cause if you can help people get through those great days and, you know, have gratitude in the end, that's pretty amazing. Well, same, same with you guys with the joy. Thanks. <laughs> so sorry. I ran out of there for a few minutes. Did you guys uh, get on to the next question or not? We were no, talking about um, the, if in terms of having bereaved parents, we talked about that conversation. If, if, um, okay. if by having people on the interview in the podcast or talking to people that are bereaved parents, if their grief is similar or more or so, so I just said that you can't really categorize it. That's what we were talking about before. Gotcha. Okay. So since you have, um, interviewed so many unique people, do you have any 
I guess it's kind of the same question. Do you have any other similarities that you've found between people that are grieving, whether it be a spouse or if they lost a child or a friend? I think that the, the main thing is people are usually, what we talk about the tools, the people that have had an easier time navigating their grief has been because they've had set type of tools as they're doing, you know, as they're navigating it. So as I was okay. mentioning before, a lot of times they have their family or friends or they have their faith. Um, you know, they they ground their they kind of find like a, like a grounding point in something, yeah. a foundation, right? So that's one of the things that I've noticed very common in most of in, I think all the people I interview is that. Good, that's great because I think if, especially if somebody's listening to our podcast right now, that means that they're looking for something to be founded on, and I think the similarity then is a community. Um, whether it just be a grief as a whole, as for, for grief parents, you know, finding your little niche of a specialized foundation. But it sounds like that's where it's at, is just speaking, being able to talk about how, like, how you feel and knowing that you're not alone in how you feel. That's definitely something that Stephanie and I have learned through each yeah. other. Yeah. I love that you brought up faith too, because Christina and I, we met, um, well, we started going to a nonprofit group as well. Um, but it was very um, you, not religious, like you can't talk about your faith or whatever. And so being able to have sunflowers and red feathers and being able to talk about how our faith helps us has been a big, a big help for me specifically. Um, and so I love that, you know, you can find those tools and you don't have to fit within this little bubble. So I think that's great. Um, but talking about your own podcast, do you have a favorite or most meaningful episode that you would re recommend to a bereaved parent right now? Oh God, that would be like picking your favorite child, right? Uh, <laughs> no, it's so, no, honestly, it's very so unique. So when I'm talking, yeah, when I'm talking to friends, for example, I have friends that have not listened to my podcast um, because they're, it, it's just not, it's they don't just, need it. They don't, yeah, not, or they, it's just heavy. But I tell them, I'm like, you don't understand how many other things you will learn, even if they've had their own grief experience too. It's not just about that. It's sometimes you have your own grief experience, but it's so heavy that sometimes you don't even hear somebody else tell their story because you're not ready to go there yet. But I say, oh, I'm like, yeah. you know, you, you learn so much from everybody's journey about other aspects of life. It's not just about how to navigate grief. So that is like, yeah. So when I'm sharing an episode with somebody, it may just be based on whatever they've told me in their life. I'm like, I think you could relate to this episode, but you can have to just, yeah, find which ones. I would not, even if I've had some about, of bereaved parents, I, I, if somebody's a bereaved parent, I may say, listen to this other one and it might be about divorce because maybe that particular person said something that related or reminded me of this individual too. So yeah, I, it's really hard to pick. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. And back on what you said about um, people might not be ready to hear that. I felt like that a lot in the beginning with um, when we started going to that support group that Stephanie was talking about, um, you know, we started going with each other kind of as a support like i'll go if you go kind of thing and some days it almost felt like a chore it's like i finally got into a place that i felt 
like I was good, you know, and then the thought of going to a support group meeting and thinking about everybody else telling their story and being so raw in their grief, like it almost was like a downer. And I didn't, some days I didn't feel like I really wanted to go because I couldn't, I couldn't go back there. And so that can be really hard. So it definitely has to be, has to be a decision on your own end in your own journey that you're ready to move through it and hear what other people have to say. Cause sometimes that means that you're going to cry listening to their story before it can help you. So. Mm -hmm. And you said really a really key word was through it, right? It's, we're not, we're, yes. it's not moving past it or what? No, yeah, you don't get over it. it. And yeah. yeah. Now, do you guys remember that? Did you guys ever see them going on a bear hunt? Yes. Did you can't go that over it. Going on a bear hunt? It. Yeah. Let's go through it. Yeah, you can't go. I, I think we have toddlers exactly that way. It's like you have to go through it. Yeah. yeah. I used to own a children's gym, so I would we would do it, but like as a song. Yeah. And oh, so that yeah. that that's why I started singing it and said like we gotta catch a big one. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> that's a daily occurrence in our house. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So I'm getting right in. So yeah, so and now of course I didn't think of it that way when I was teaching the kids, you know, that song that it had to do with grief, but honestly, it totally can relate. You have to go through it. You really cannot go around it. And so you use you use that word right there. And I think that it's a lot of times, yeah, we're just not ready to go really into it and through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So since you do um, your own podcast and you've done it for almost a year now, is there something that has happened during an interview that you didn't expect to happen? Hopefully not bad, but <laughs> in a good way. Let me think about that one. I mean, what, what I don't expect sometimes, because a lot of the times I'm only finding out about the person's story as I'm interviewing. I actually, I very rarely do pre-interviews um, prior to the podcast itself. So I'm finding out these details just at the same time per se as the listener. Um, so there have been times in which certain details of something has have caught me of guard or and stuff and so even though i've learned how to be able to compartmentalize of that i'm probably com am I, I'm probably my accents coming in what i'm trying to say that but you know compartmental am, am i saying that right compartmental um, compartmentalize <laughs> thank you compartmentalize i'm putting the accent on it compartmentalize you know myself and like just really be more focused on just the interview and kind of remove a little bit of my emotions a lot of times because I have to also guard myself right and protect myself because when you're hearing people's journey it's an energy you're taking in yourself too right and as you're mm -hmm. sharing so as you're listening so you have to be very mindful of that and especially as an empath type of personality that I am I have to be careful with that so yeah so what it's cut me off guard has sometimes been details that have moved me that I have not been able to kind of just completely uh you know guard <laughs> so yeah. that, that would probably be most yeah I think that's something that we're having to prepare ourselves for because I'm sure that's going to happen <laughs> yeah totally get it so we have your Instagram handle as grief gratitude podcast but how can people find your podcast to listen Thank you. So if you go on the Instagram itself, you can then 
click there and go to the different podcast links as well. You could go to my website, grief, gratitude, and the gray in between. It's the whole thing.com. Uh, or you can go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play uh, to listen as well. And hopefully one day I'll have YouTube too, so that I could put some uh, subtitles, you know, what, what you yeah. know, some people can read, read it. The people that are maybe hearing impaired could read the podcast. So that'd be the Great. next plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, we thank you so much for being on our show and sharing a little bit about your podcast. Um, we really wanted to just emphasize and kind of end on the fact that Kendra really, her focus in her podcast is, is the gratitude um, getting through the gray parts of grief. And so if you feel like you're struggling in that gray area and you need some motivation or some tools to help get you through that, definitely take a look um, at Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. So thanks, Kendra, again, for being on our show. And we will look forward to continuing watching your journey. Yeah, thank uh -huh. you so much. And the friendship. Thank you, yes. ladies. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to have you on my podcast now. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. That'll be nice. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye.